So, um, welcome everybody to 2022. It's a new year and uh, it's a new episode of the Sonic Truth Podcast. And we are uh, blessed today to have an amazing engineer producer from Boston at Mad Oak Studios, gentleman Benny Grotto. Let's welcome Benny to the show. Very kind of you, especially to call me gentleman. Thank you. You got it, my friend. <laughs> How are things in Boston today? They are very cold. It's about three degrees. Three <clears throat> degrees. Three degrees. Oh. Nice and warm. I was talking with Benny a little bit earlier before we did the episode, and I was explaining to him I was wearing my sweatshirt today because it was a little cold this morning in Florida, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was low 50s when we got up, maybe upper 40s. But hmm. see, Benny, it's a different type of cold, right? Yeah. You got you the know, ocean. If, well, like, we got ocean air too, actually, but... It's if dry you right hit now. 40 down here, it kind of feels like 25 almost. That's our excuse. Yeah. That's, that's why that's we only, if, you, only if you've lived there for a length of time and you've gotten soft. Right. <laughs> it doesn't take long to get soft. For sure. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I, I went to LA for a trip in November and it was like, I was only there for about 10 days and I came back and I was already kind of like, it's too cold here. <laughs> you, you get, you acclimate to the, to the nicer weather very quickly. Yeah. Too quickly. And like you said, it does soften you up, but <laughs> my, my wife and I actually just like literally like 45 minutes ago, we just booked a trip to, um, we're going to go to Savannah and to Charleston, uh, in March for our, for our shared spring break. So nice. I'll have some, some brief reprieve to warmer weather. Oh, it's going to be good times. Yeah. Are you yeah. in two haunted houses at all? I am. Savannah. Oh yeah. It's a good place. Oh yeah. It's spot. Yeah. yeah it's a great right. spot. Totally noted. Yeah, cool. I mean, check it out. And there's some cool hotels. Old Just in general. Historic. Yeah, it's a, it's a great town, you know? Cool. Right so, on. Good vibes. Probably good musicians nice. down there, too. Probably come across. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, last night, I know um, <clears throat> past couple of weeks, I've been working on a video for the, uh, the reverb unit, the Spring XL305R. And you've been sharing the video with us. And I watched it extensively last week in the new version you sent last night. And wow. Man, amazing yeah. video, great work. If I yeah, thank you. What plate is it that you're uh, using in comparison to? It is a plate from a company, a now defunct company called Oticon, um, which, to my understanding, was owned and operated by Gene Lawson of the Lawson Microphone Company in Nashville. Um, so the 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 name of the plate is literally the plate. It says the plate in uh, all caps <laughs> on the side of it. We actually have two of them. Um, and it is a just great American, American made American answer to the, uh, the EMT 140. It's, um, way quieter, like way lower noise floor than the EMT 140, uh, and has a pretty significantly wider, um, frequency response. So they, they're a little sparklier on top. Um, they seem to go down a bit more into the, uh, furthest reaches of the low end, although that's not particularly useful on a plate reverb so you end up filtering that out anyway but it's there for some reason you feel like using it yeah it's real thick I've yeah. Noticed yeah that i remember those when they yes. came out too yeah great reviews back then and still now so yeah you, know. you can they can be found for relatively cheap too it's you know um i can't i don't actually don't one of them we got in a trade and i forget what we paid for the other one but it was not you know, it wasn't like you, you jump onto reverb or something and you look at it's like, not like an EMT EMTs theme and, prices. Yeah, those prices. Exactly. Are exactly. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. 
Well, it's a good thing that the uh, the reverb unit's much smaller because how much floor space does the uh, the plate take up? It takes up a lot. Um, we and and because we have we have a loft actually that we we put them in, so they're like they're out of the way. Um, is oh, in terms of like, yeah, it's extremely convenient. Um, but yeah, they uh, you know some of the studios I work at that have plates on that don't have a loft, they're um, typically tucked into some back room, taking up a bunch of space that would otherwise be really useful for storage or whatever. Or when they used to have central machine rooms back in yeah. the day, where you yeah. used to have the SSL towers and everything completely isolated in a different room on the yeah. opposite. That's a room to building. go to if you want to get warm. If it's a, if it's a cold Boston January day, you go hang out in the machine room. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Warm you right up. <laughs> no, Agreed. But back to the video, seriously, that... That's like everything about that was just like very, it seemed like there was nothing planned. You just started filming and it was very direct and to the point and like you were experiencing it at the same time, it seemed like, yep. which is yep. really cool. Like, um, yeah, there wasn't like, it wasn't like you, uh, mm. sometimes you watch some videos and there seems like there's a little bit of a script or something else going on with it or it's edited and condensed down. You just, everything it was entertaining from start to finish. I watched the whole thing and great, like right before I came here and I was just, I got the, the impression that, um, the, the unit itself is very, just a great general purpose tool, which is what, what I, the same impression I had when we were developing it, you know? Right. So right. I was really, really excited that that came through in the video. Yeah. I great. Mean, yeah. Through, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you went through each instrumentation, you know, as if, you know, the snare, the kick, the drum room, the guitars, the vocals, and you demonstrated, you know, the reverb by itself within the mix. And it's so important that you did that. And I like that you went for an extended period of time, too, because too many people play it for two measures, cut, bypass, cut, and you can't get that feel that you would get over that extended eight measures that you did it for. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, that video, by the way, where can we watch that video? Where's that going to be available? At? Um, pretty soon it'll be available on my YouTube page. I'll be sharing it shortly. Um, I guess, what was it, next next Friday or so yeah, thereabouts? it'll be coming we'll, up we'll, this next Friday. Yeah, next so we're going to share yeah. a link in the description below. You could definitely check that out. We highly recommend it if you're looking to get any further information about the Spring Reverb unit. And also, too, you know, check out Mad Oak Studios because <clears throat> can you explain a little bit about in the background in the video I checked out, you have a console. What kind of console is it that you're using? Uh, that's an API 1608. Nice. Yeah. Can't beat that. Yeah. And then what do you, you have? Can't, you for, can't beat that. What do you have for outboard gear? Oh, man. The better question is what don't we have for outboard gear? Our, we're wildly spoiled. Uh, one, of the, one of my partners at the studio um, is a, uh, a, a gear dealer. And so we just get everything it's awesome i mean there's like everything that you can imagine it's great old stuff we have a we have a pair of neve 1053s which are these like incredibly rare germanium um neve mic pre's that you know predate the 1066s and all that um and then we get you know super super hip modern stuff like uh actually i'm looking around as i'm not at my studio right now so i can't even look at something to (laughs) to tell you what it is we got a 1608 you know stuff like that you know so um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty righteous setup in there. Gosh, I don't even think I've come across 10, was it 1053s you said? 
1053s. Yeah, there's a whole um it's like the 1050 series, like you know, 105X. There's a few of them. Um Mike Beinhorn uses them a lot on like uh mm-hmm. kind of famously with Soundgarden on the Soundgarden records he did. He's like a, a fan of them on like guitars and drums and stuff, from my understanding. Really? And in fact, the yeah, the legend has it that the the pair we've got were used on um on that Soundgarden record by like they were owned by Beinhorn at some point. So that's pretty cool uh, as a huge and, you know, Soundgarden fan and 90s kid. Yeah, same here. Matt Cameron on the drums. He was one of my dudes I used to love mm-hmm. listening to growing up. Yeah, um, he's a monster. Gosh, that's great, man. Yeah, they got their, their gear list is pretty extensive, like their equipment list on their website, too, if you guys check it out. Yeah. You know? You know and um, some of the credits of some of the people I had a chance to review, you got you know, the Stones, yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah, that was a recent one. That was pretty wild. Which one's yeah. that? The Stones. The Stones thing just happened uh, in this past September. Oh, really? How'd that come about? Yeah. It came completely out of the blue. I uh, actually had had a cancellation that day, but I had a new intern that I wanted to train. So I went in anyhow and was just kind of showing her the ropes. And uh, my phone rings, and it's a colleague of mine who owns another studio here in town. And he's like, hey, a buddy of mine just hit me up about a session um, with someone super high profile, but he's not allowed to tell me who it is. And I, and they want to use an API. They want to mix on an API. Um, do you have any availability? And I was like, I do, but a lot of, it was a nighttime session. And a lot of times these sessions are with like, you know, it's like some mumble rapper yeah. or like some, you know, Come some like TikTok at three, four in the morning. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm too old to be in the studio that late. So I was kind of like, you know, if it's someone really cool, I'll do it, but I got to know who it is before I, I can commit to anything. And he's like, all right, let me see if I can put you in touch with my buddy. So I get put in touch with his buddy and he's kind of being really dodgy. And then he gets the permission to, you know, for the big reveal. And he's like, so uh, it's, it's the Rolling Stones. Do you think you can do it? And I was like, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. let me let me let me make some time for those for those guys. That'll be fine. Yeah, unreal. Um, so it was those they were they were covers. actually rehearsing in Boston um, <laughs> the for, new guys. for a tour. Yeah, yeah. Fresh, young-faced. In case you guys haven't heard of them, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, you can check them out on Instagram, at the Rolling Stones. Yep. They're really good. Um, No, yeah, it was was a cool session. It was, uh, they they were rehearsing for a tour, and they had done some backing tracks, um, like basically like a drum and percussion loop, and um, they needed to have it mixed. So they, um, actually, maybe the coolest part about it was I did get a COVID test from their traveling doctor before they would agree to come to the studio. And so I went over to their rehearsal and got to check them out practicing for, for about a half hour while I was waiting for the doctor to come swab me. Oh, how cool is that? It was very cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. That is priceless. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And awesome. totally, totally out of the booth. Just like one of those things that you, you think it's going to be a boring day. And then all of a sudden you're mixing a track for the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. That's what's so great about this business, too. I was just going to say, just, that's what's great yeah. about our job. Yeah. You never know what's going to get thrown your way, you know? Honestly, don't. You know, and um, gosh, that's great. And then Aerosmith. And then, um, you know, so, but you were all, you're also a musician, too, right, Benny? Are you a drummer, am, yeah, multi-instrument? Right. Yeah, most pretty, well, these days I'm pretty bad at everything because I don't practice drums enough. But drums are my first instrument. And then I play other instruments as needed, as I think probably a lot of producers listening would would be familiar with you know you just do what you got to do and then you pick stuff up along the yeah, way agreed i'm a victim of that 
Also, yeah. um, <laughs> my clients are a victim of that is the way yeah. I like to think of it. <laughs> <We're bastards. laughs> and they, but you're originally from Chicago and then you moved yep. out east. What was it? Pittsburgh you moved to? Pittsburgh. That's right. Yeah. So are you a Steelers fan? I am not a sports fan of any kind. Not a sports fan of any kind, huh? No, I'm with it, you, Benny. I'm with you, bro. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's my I, only passion because I got music as my passion, right? I got my Packers yeah, I, mug. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I tell you, I don't, I don't, um, I, I, I can't relate to sports on any level. So it's, it's a weird thing. Like, there's other things that I'm not a fan of, but I get why people are psyched about it. And there's just something about, I, I, don't, I just, there's nothing about sports that I can connect with, even kind of like intellectually. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I just don't. It's just not for me. You know, there's once, you know, I didn't play football. I played baseball. Um, nothing beyond like 10th grade in school. But mm -hmm. what I was able to, what I grabbed from sports is just the equal passion and time that is an individual because these athletes are kind of like 1099s, right? They're not really kind of employees. They're part of a brand. Right. And right. they're almost kind of like, as an audio engineer, there were so many times I was, ten, I was just so independent. And he moved around to this hot gig. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just kind of got that from a lot of just athletes. You see them struggle. You see them put their heart and their effort into it. And then at the end of the mm -hmm. day, sometimes they get screwed over by the system, you know, and um, that's all. But I love golf. I love oh, playing cool. golf. Why? Because I get out of the studio for three or four hours. I'm not good yeah. at it. Yeah. And it's a challenge to hit the ball five football fields away in a hole. You can't, <laughs> I can't do that shit. But it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Getting attacked by an alligator, getting yeah. attacked by a large ass sand crane bird. I mean, it's it's a challenge in nature sometimes, man. So that's the only sport that I actually physically play. Well, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a terrible athlete, which is probably a, a large part of why I'm not interested in in watching sports. I, I have a I understand people who play. Like I, it's fun. To, I used to skateboard, so word. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So like I, I get I get wanting to do a thing, but. Why? Even even as a skateboarder, I'm not all that interested in watching it. You know, it's um, you got to be there. Just, one yeah, of those things yeah, too. Like, yeah. like I don't like watching golf on TV. I'll watch it just to see who's winning or leading, and then I'll kick mm -hmm. it off. It's, right, and I'm I'm kind of like that with a lot of sports too. Just it would be much better to be in at the event. Right. So right. that's a good point, man. So, I mean, I've had I've had a good time going to ball games before, but I it's the it's not the baseball. It's like the, you know, the $12 beers and the hot dogs that are right. Exactly. In my world. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> so mm. you have any sessions planned this weekend? Um, no, there's actually a freelancer at my studio. That's why I'm doing this from my house right now. Um, I got a freelancer <laughs> in for the three day weekend. Um, so I'm not back over there till Tuesday. Fantastic. Yeah. And I know Chris has got an extension ended weekend coming up don't you buddy oh yeah we're going to california next week uh just because nice. nam winter nam got canceled so we just decided to make it a vacation instead of canceling the cool, tickets cool. so yeah yeah we'll be out in the uh california. is that like the audioscape crew or is it like you and family uh for this uh trip it's just me and family and then for spring nam in june we'll be uh taking the whole crew out there you know or everyone that's going to help with the booth set up and that and i know we'll be having a bigger booth this year than we have previous yeah. years. So should be fun. Yeah. And we're going nice. to plan. I think they're going to try to do a, a live podcast from Nam too while they're out there. So to kind of get people, you know, to come down and be a guest and talk about their pieces of equipment as well. And 
you know, just trying to help everybody out in the community. If you're interested in coming, let me know. We'll, yeah. What, we what is it? What's the... It's June. I think it's June 6th, that area, for yeah, the, oh, the week cool. of that. So, it was the first yeah. week. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that's actually... I, I. You know, it's funny. I um, traditionally had been... I, I never really liked trade shows, you know? I, I always found them to be a bit punishing. I don't like big crowds, and it's just like... Yeah. Get a little overwhelmed, you know? But at the end of 2019, I got invited to this... Con- um, I guess it's a convention. It's this, this, is, this is, um, online like audio school called unstoppable recording machine or URM for short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I occasionally would like contribute to those guys and got friendly with the owner. And he invited me to their conference in Vegas as like a, you know, like a industry guy or, you know, whatever they call the, the, the whatever, whatever it's called. Um, so I, I went to that and it was the first time I'd gone to one of those things in like probably at least a decade. And I had a fucking blast and, so that was November of 2019. And I was like, man, maybe 2020 is going to be the year of conventions. Like I'm going to go to AES. I'm going to, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to go do the whole routine. Um, and something came up. Um, that yeah. Kind of I forget put a what happened around that was, time. Yeah. What acronym? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Um, here's a funny thing about the whole COVID thing is I was in China in the beginning of January of 2020 getting, I was doing a gig. I had a record that I was working on in China and the, um, I was getting these notifications from like the travel advisory being like, ah, there's this, like, there's like this weird pneumonia in the, in the city of Wuhan. So you should probably try to avoid it. And like every day the advisory would get a little bit more sort of like panicked and like it went from being like, you should probably avoid it to like basically like, get the fuck out of here. Defcon like, five, yeah. you know. Yeah, and <laughs> don't um, leave your house <laughs> for two weeks under any circumstance. Well, what's funny is that i i got back I got back to the states after my gig, and within a week or two, um, China got like totally locked down. So if we'd have scheduled the job for a little bit later, I would have oh, got stuck, there. stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we did uh, Nam in January of 2020, and that was you know. That was crazy, you know, even mm-hmm. like just coming back and everything Imagine started the snowballing shortly after. Yeah. Yo, yeah. how difficult was it to get in and out of China? It wasn't too bad. Wasn't too um, bad. I had to get a visa because I was, I was working. So there's like special permission you got to do and you, you know, you pay a bunch of fees and shit and they send you like a little sticker to put in your passport. Um, and then once you get there, um, I mean, you go through like, uh, it's funny, this is, you know, again, this is pre-COVID, but they like check your temperature and stuff like they actually do like a, a quick um like physical on you yeah um and then my my client basically picked me up and chauffeured me around beijing the whole time i was there so i i would have been screwed without him it was like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people speaking english and all the signage is of course in in chinese yeah, yeah. so it's like i and i i'm i would have been completely helpless so you were uh, in i beijing? was completely helpless but you're in, in beijing yeah wow how is that city? Yeah. It's huge. I was just and um, it's is like, it technic- it's, is it really technically advanced? You no, know, Shanghai is the technically advanced one. Beijing's actually kind of uh, a little like dated feeling. It's like kind of old, a little, uh, at least the parts that I was in feel like older and a little bit more kind of like, um, dingy for lack of a better word the, the the client i was i was working with was like you know a lot of times like western tourists when they go to china they like to go to like shanghai which is like 
when you see pictures of like the crazy, like super modern buildings and all the neon right, and yeah, everything. Yeah, Shanghai. Um, Beijing's where the government is, and it's just a little bit, I think, more kind of stodgy and, and old-fashioned. Kinda, more traditional, probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but there is, you know, that's where like Red Square is, and or not Red Square, um, Tiananmen Square is, and, you know, I got to go to like the Great Wall of China, which is pretty amazing. Wow, There's a bro, lot of historic cool. stuff there. Um, wow. It was like, you know, um, just some really, some pretty amazing old buildings, architecture, like, you know, really ancient, old, yeah, um, stuff mean, like that. 5,000 years on us as yeah. a society. Yeah, that's on my bucket yeah. list. You ever been to Russia? I have. Yeah. Damn it. Um, the band band I used to tour with. We did. I we did a couple. We did a show in St. Petersburg and a show in Moscow. Uh, funny story, actually. I gotta tell you, this is a good one. So we played in St. Petersburg first, and we basically finished the gig, and it'll like rush to a train. We had an overnight train into Moscow, and so we get on the train. You, it's like a sleeper. You know, you get like a sleeper car, so like in these bunk beds. And we arrive in Moscow the next morning and we're getting off the train and there's like this huge crowd of teenagers like cheering and screaming. And we're like, holy shit, like we're huge. We're huge. We're, we're huge yeah. in Moscow. This is amazing. So we're like getting off the train, like just kind of like waiting for our adoring fans to rush us and, and shower us with praise and like nothing's happening. And then the next train over the door opens and the, the kids start freaking out. And the band asking Alexandria was on the, was on the train car behind us. And then all the kids were there to, to welcome asking Alexandria. So one of damn, I things I can't think of what movie that is, reminds me of, but ah, what an experience, right? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Good times. Yeah, that's one, you know, Russia's one place I want to definitely want to go check out, you know. And, yeah, um, it's just, it's, it's different, man. It's weird there. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> Not a lot of smiling faces in Russia. Yeah, they're very mum. <laughs> yeah, we, we had this dude when we um when we got there, this this the, the promoter um sent this dude to like basically like drive us around. And so we had, you know, we had basically had the whole day to kill before the show. And he was this just fucking goon, like big, burly, Ivan. totally sketchy dude. And I was in a, I, I, this band I was in is called Slapshot. It's like this old Boston hardcore band. I stuck out like a sore thumb because I'm like this like skinny little dork. Uh, I, but I got in the band because I just produced a record for them. And they had, um, they had just like parted ways with the drummer. And I knew all the new songs. So they're like, yeah, jump on this tour. But the other dudes in the band are all like big, burly, like throat tattooed, like tough guys. <laughs> and, um. And even they were sketched out by this, by this goon who was showing us around in Russia. They were like, "Whoa, that guy is." Were they all rocking the Adidas with. outfits? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, it's gangster. That's too funny, yeah. man. <laughs> well, I believe we have um, Trevor, who is one of the employees at Audioscape. If you don't mind, I yeah. think we're going to go grab him for our uh, "Would cool. You Rather" segment. If you're up for that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Right, cool. Chili sauce. Give me one second. Let me go grab them. All right. Yeah. So, oh, so I guess we're going to be doing some would you rather questions. And, um, cool. Uh, some of them will probably have to relate to music. Some of them probably... <laughs> Not so much relating to music. Um, All right. I don't know how, which ones you want to get through first, because we can go off the walls. Let's get weird. Let's get weird? Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. Um, all right, so one of these ones I came up with the other night, and I said, Justin, so I'm going to just ask you right off the bat. Uh, 
So, um, would you rather fight a dad with new dad energy or a dad that's going through divorced energy? Ooh. And I'm keep guessing him, it's keep, a, keep it's a bit mind, of divorce, I'm guessing. Well, yeah. Well, also keep in mind he just found out that his the the person that he's getting a divorce from has a new guy named Gary, and uh, Gary's picking the kids up from school now. So, <laughs> mm. I just emphasize on that. I think that I'd rather fight um, uh, the the recent divorcee in that case oh. because I my hope would be that his spirits would be so crushed that he would just have no energy to fight and I think new dad energy is like a little bit more protective and more kind of aggressive and there's a potential at least with recent divorced dad to just feel already defeated alright would you rather the Beatles to have never existed or Led Zeppelin to never existed you it's actually super easy, super oh, easy. Really? It would be the Beatles. And the reason why is because basically Jeff Emmerich invented every awesome recording technique that I wish I had invented. And he did it all within over the course of like two or three Beatles records. Mm -hmm. And had the Beatles not existed, there's a pretty good chance, not a pretty good chance. There's a marginally better chance that maybe I could have invented a cool new recording technique and therefore... I choose the Beatles. That's uh, it's it's actually pretty funny. The Beatles seems to like every time I ask that question, the Beatles are everybody's like go to like yeah, get rid of them. Like I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> fine without them. Uh, I would say the same thing because uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, I don't know. There's just too much good. I don't know. You can't. I, I'll say this though about Zeppelin. There's a lot of really. There, there's more bad Led Zeppelin than there is bad Beatles, in my opinion. All right, let's see. Uh, would you rather listen to Justin Bieber for 24 hours straight or Nicki Minaj for 24 hours straight? Definitely Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj? Yeah, yeah. and I say that maybe mostly out of ignorance because I actually don't know that much Nicki Minaj music, so I don't hate it as much as, as Justin Bieber's. Doesn't she make weird noises? Isn't she all like... Rawr, rawr. <laughs> like, I, I mean, sorry that that was like a, I can't do what she does. Uh, I don't know. Does I think sounds does. like sounds like an, like an early '90s Florida death metal record. Oh well, welcome welcome down to Florida. You don't even have to answer it. But uh, would you rather SSL never exist or Neve never exist? SSL easily hands down. That's don't even have to think twice about that. That's I, that's like. That's the easiest question you could have possibly asked. Oh, really? Well, I mean, oh, like, yeah. yeah. I, see, I was, I always thought like maybe if I, uh, I, because I don't know, I, I know they're they're both highly regarded, so I figured, uh, yeah, if I, like if you, and also you don't want to talk bad about one, in case like you use them or something. I don't know. I mean, I, I use I use both. I'm actually look, I got four SSL EQ sitting right next to me, and I got a bunch of Neve crap at my actual studio, so. Uh, I, I use it all, but I would be, I think the contributions that Neve made to audio are like so profound and also the sound of records. Like I think that there's much more of a um, sonic, uh, like Neve the man and Neve the brand have done more for this to shape the sound of music as we know it than SSL has. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make it quick. So 
I, uh, I, was, I went to Berkeley College of Music and my last semester of school got hired by a studio um, to, to engineer part time. So I was over there a lot. And, when, and in particular, when I had school projects, I would just like wait till after hours. And if I couldn't get studio time at school, I could do them at the studio I was working at. So I was there really late one night and um, had locked the door to the control room because in, in our B room, there was this producer who was like, pretty infamous for being on drugs and would just kind of like crash into my sessions all the time. And I, <laughs> I got sick of him crashing. So I was locking the door so he wouldn't just barge in. And all the sessions for the night f- finished up. I, I did my schoolwork for a couple hours and then was getting ready to leave. And I was kind of cleaning up a little bit. And the deadbolt on the control room door started jiggling around. And the studio I used to work at was pretty sketchy. So we used to get robbed a couple times a year. Like people would break in and, and like rob the place at gunpoint. And this had yet to happen to me. So I was like, this is, but I've been hearing how it would basically, the people that own the place, like eventually you're just going to get robbed. Just deal with it. I'm like, all right, great. great." Um, So, so I was like, shit, this is it. This is the time where I get robbed. So I throw myself against the door and you probably can't tell from, from the video, but I am uh, a total wimp. So uh, I'm really skinny. And I was, I was like, when I was in college, I was like even scrawnier. So I'm throwing like, you know, I'll, you know, 125 pounds of myself against this door, like hoping that no one comes in. I've got like, we had this like sketchy ass shiv um, that we kept <laughs> under the console. So I grabbed that thing and I'm like, am I going to tap? Like, what's going on? I'm freaking out. Right. And the deadbolt's going and then it stops and like my heart's going and everything. And I sit there for some, some length of time. And it's impossible to tell you if it was like seconds or minutes. It was just like, you know, time was freezing, when, frozen when your adrenaline's like full, full oh, bore yeah. like that. So anyway, I, op- I open the door after some stretch of time and I like peek my head out into the hallway. It's pitch black. I'm walking all over the place. No one's around. And we had this door. The security system would would um, keep a log of every time someone came or went and no one had, had come or gone on, according to the door log. So I'm like, that was super weird. The next day I was telling the owner of the place about it Um assuming it was a security concern. I'm like, yeah, I think someone tried to break in last night. I told him what happened. And the head engineer at the studio super casually goes like, nah, man, that was just probably just the studio ghost. And I was like, whatever, dude, that's haha, like really funny. Can we talk about how someone tried to break into the studio last night? And he's like, no, I'm serious. It was the ghost. And I was like, all right, whatever. So don't think much of it. Weeks or months or whatever it is go by. And I was doing another session and there was this kid named Arthur who was working in the B room who'd like recently he'd been hired as an intern and he had recently started engineering sessions there. And Arthur was like the super stylish kid. He would always wear like, like he looked, he had this like seventies, um, like he would wear like cool seventies, like vintage sports wear. He had this like cool little Afro. He was just like a very specific looking dude. Right. And so he was working in the B room and he finished up and he popped over to be like, Hey man, I'm taking off. Like I'll see you later, whatever. Um, and I'm like, all right, cool. So then I finished my session and I'm in the office at this point I'd been promoted. So I was like head engineer at this place and I was doing, I was like entering invoices into our computer and the office had this window that looked out into the front hall and I, and I see Arthur walk by, but this is like two afters, two hours after he had said he was leaving. So I'm like, that's weird. I go down the hallway. I'm looking for him. He's not around the next day. I see him. And I'm like, Arthur, what were you doing back at the studio last night? And he's like, I, I wasn't at the studio. I'm like, I saw you. You were definitely at the studio. And the owner of the place goes, oh, you, you saw someone who looked like Arthur? I was like, yeah. And he's like, that was the ghost. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, when we hired Arthur, we were cracking up about how much he looks like the studio ghost. You just, <laughs> just saw the studio. And I'm like, 
super casual. Anything here's like here's one me. last little thing about the ghost story that's kind of fun is um, the studio that, that that all took place is no longer a studio. However, Berkeley College of Music bought that building and turned it into the uh, department office for their like um, music production major department, uh, uh-huh. which I will be starting a new job at there next week. So in, oh. a, way, in a weird way, I've, I've come full circle. I am going to be back in that same space where the ghosts uh, were once lurking about, except for now it's not a studio, it's office office space. Well, you, you gotta you gotta let us know if they saged it. Yeah, like, no, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna I'm looking forward to asking the faculty who have been there a, a while. Like, so have you guys noticed anything strange? Yeah, like have you that, seen like a cool hip cool. '70s sportswear dude like wandering the halls at any point? Uh, <laughs> they'll be like just our students because yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Because uh, everything comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're back. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I don't look cool. I'm not fashionable. Oh, uh, you're fine, Benny. You're oh, doing yeah. good, man. Ah, uh, oh, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to let Chris take it over from here, though. But thank you very much, Benny, no. for uh, letting us. No, we just want to thank yeah. you, Benny, for hanging out with us. And um, thank you so much for doing the video. You know, yeah, I, my pleasure. Just, you know, somebody Justin was telling me he's like, "Yo, Benny's doing a video," and I'm like, "What?" And mm-hmm. it's, you know, I think you were saying it's coming out next Friday. I think, uh, yep. What we'll do is we'll actually we'll put it on the product page as well because I think it's a, an excellent resource for it's anyone. A long one, just to to warn your listeners, uh, they, I'm not like uh, a whiz bang. I'm not like a content guy, you know. So I, I, it, it's like. It's for serious. Uh, it's for serious listening and, and watching. You know, it's uh, it's a little bit of an investment, but I think it's a worthwhile one. Exactly, and I think if someone's looking to invest in the three hundred five R, it's an excellent resource, and you mm-hmm. you know, it's a very well uh, well done professional video. And as far as like what you go into is what professional engineers. Are looking for and i mean even a lot of people that you know are on the fence about this reverb they're like how's it compared to a, sp- a plate that's like the the question yeah. they ask so the fact that you did you just cut right to the chase with that video you know it's, it's perfect so great awesome i am glad to glad to be of service it's fun to make too I, like i said I, I i went into it thinking it was going to be something i'd spend 15 or 20 minutes on and you know 45 minutes later I was trying to figure out how to edit it down and going like, you can't really edit this. The, 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 the whole, the whole thing, it's a long listening exercise. So it's divided into chapters though. When I, when I put it up on YouTube, it'll be divided into chapters. See, it's not like you can, you want it to watch the whole thing all at once per se, or you can skip to the part you want to see or whatever, whatever it is you got to do to, to consume it. But um, it, yeah, it definitely <laughs> got away from me a little bit, but I, I'm really happy with the way it came out. Yeah, we had a, I had a blast watching it earlier today. Cool. So it, you know, once again, congrats! Like that's thank you. you know, yeah, thank you so much, Penny. I still need to watch it. I haven't watched it. Oh, uh, we'll watch it. Well, you'll be on long. Quit, put 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 aside some time, and we'll turn it yeah. on on Monday when you're when Get you're in cozy. the shop. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, cool. all right. So I'm gonna watch it Monday. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and this comes out. I don't know after. So I would have watched. Great job on it. Loved it. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, the response has been terrific so far. We're really happy with how people are responding to it. Yes. Yeah.